Perfect. For another edition of the Mind of Monty podcast, here we go wrapping up this NFL season. You know, if it's one thing I can say about this year's NFL season, it's much. You know, I'm, I was happy about getting the first Super Bowl. No, the team that I wanted, the teams that I both teams didn't make it. One of them did. So thankful for for those. Uh, thank thankful for the Chiefs. We'll get into that in a second. But uh, if it's one thing I can say, you know, I like I said, I like the fresh matchup. I'm glad it's not another Patriots versus insert team here Super Bowl. Uh, but if it's one thing we can we can all agree on, no matter what you think, the two best teams who the, who were the best teams all all year long, uh, other than Kansas City, because Kansas City. Had their ups and downs. We know Baltimore and the Patriots probably had better seasons, but Kansas City always should have been, in my opinion, in the back of everyone's mind because of how high-powered they are. And the 49ers, they've been dominant pretty much all year. You know what I mean? Uh, A couple missed opportunities here and there, but the way they won that game last night was insane. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo broke a record for – for passing attempts. He only completed six or eight passes. He the first quarterback since, like, uh, Bob Greasy, I think. Yeah, from Miami, way back in the 70s, to win a game with that many attempts. Only eight passes. He threw for 77 yards. Like, come on, Green Bay. You got to at least make the man play quarterback. Like, I, I don't Raheem Mostert. I'm not. I'm not gonna act like I know him like that. I'm not gonna act like he had. I mean, he made his name yesterday. You know, I know 49ers fan. I know him for the rest of his run. Four touchdowns over 200 yards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it was insane to to see him just score. He was he was their ticket <laughs> to that big lead that they had. You know, 27 to zero and all of that. You know, he scored from 36 yards out. Score from nine, score from 18, score from 22. So it wasn't much anything. It wasn't anything that the Packers can do with most of You know, they just – they didn't – they couldn't stop the 49 running game at all. And when when a quarterback only has to throw the ball eight times in total, you know, he's playing with a fat lead. You know that lead is beautiful. So you got to you gotta give props to the 49ers defense. They've been dominant all season. And they continue it again. I tell Aaron Rodgers only put up – 104 yards in the regular season. I, I, I mentioned it. I told I, – I brought it up that they did not look good at all. Of course, I predicted or, you know, hoped that Aaron Rodgers and company would, you know, play better. But uh, the 49ers are the better team. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a doubt in anyone's mind <laughs> who's better when it, comes out, when it comes to the 49ers versus the Packers. They schooled them in both games. I know Richard Sherman uh, had a lot to say after the game about – the Packers and all of that. And uh, I remember at the beginning, they acted like he was going to actually follow a wide receiver around. I was surprised on the first series, him following Devontae around. But uh, that didn't last long. He didn't need to, honestly. You know, it wasn't much Rodgers or the Packers could get going. And by the time they got it going, 
it was just way too late. You know, the 49ers are going to be in their seventh Super Bowl total, the first one since 2013. And you know they want to redeem the way they lost that one. Uh, you know, but uh, a historic day for Mostart, and he deserves uh, credit. You know, 29 rushes, 220 yards, four touchdowns, and like – like like it's reading in the headlines, man. They mauled the Packers, and that's exactly what it is. When you don't throw the ball eight times and you run the ball down their throat like that, they know what you're doing. Nothing they can do about it. <laughs> you you are by far the better team. It's that physicality that I think can lead them to a Super Bowl. Speaking of physicality, the most physical team I thought in the playoffs at first. You know, before you know, and I think they still prove to be physical, even in the game against Kansas City. It's just, uh, like 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 I said, would happen the firepower. Like anyone who thought Kansas City was going to come out on top in their game in the AFC Championship game, uh, you just knew that it was too much firepower. Even when they were down seventeen to seven, yes, of course you start to panic because it's like once they fall behind, you that's you don't want to be behind the Titans. You don't come back. But if it's one team in the league, I said this, uh, when Baltimore situation happened, I was like, okay, well, I know Kansas City won't be able to get down like that. But if they do get down, they are the one team, as you saw against Houston and as you saw when they went down 17-7 against the Titans in the AFC Championship game. They are the one team that when they're down, they're not out of the game because no one can rapid-fire score like the Kansas City Chiefs can. And before you knew it, I think, what, by halftime or at least by the third quarter, they had the lead, you know, over them at 21-17. And then in the fourth quarter, they just put them, you know, they, they turned on the Jets, you know, and they finished the game 35-24. to 24. Ryan Tannehill, you know, deserves some props for playing his heart out. You know, I don't know if Tennessee going to pay him or Tennessee going to keep him. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens with him. I don't know if he's available or not. I don't know. But I think he deserves some credit because he played well, in my opinion. He he did his best. I think Kansas City did a good job of making Tannehill have to beat them. You know, Derrick Henry started off strong, and, you know, it looked like it was going to be one of those days again. But once they had that lead, they was like, okay, now we know Tannehill has to beat us. And that's exactly what happened. I think this. I think they have to play a similar game to what they played yesterday to beat uh, the 49ers. Because, like I said, you have a quarterback in, in Jimmy G who hasn't shown anything in the playoffs. And I'm not saying it's his fault. And he's doing what he's supposed to do. He he know he know when to go throw it to Debo. Because Debo is a that's – a, that's a, that's a, he's a beast. Debo Samuel is a beast, man. And he and he knows when to throw it to him and George Kittle. So, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to act like Jimmy G. If it's anything Jimmy G and Mahomes have, they have the weapons. So, uh when you think about it like that, I'm I'm not saying Jimmy G is not worthy or not good enough for his position, but I am saying you have to make him beat you, which means you're gonna have to put pressure on that defense. I mean, you're gonna have to score points. I think Mahomes and them can do that, but we'll see that front four, I mean, that front set, front four, and just front seven in as a gen, in general for the Forty Nine. They have a pretty good back end also, but that you know those that no rotation of D linemen and uh. Linebackers up front, man. That's what makes San Francisco so hard to deal with. But you know, like I said, Patrick Mahomes. You know, you can't come on now. Like you just can't do anything about it. Tyreek Hill just was living in the end zone. Just too much speed on that team to do much about. And anytime it's trouble, here comes Kelsey. Same thing with Jimmy G. You know, uh, on the eight passes or in his select few situations, 
Find George Kittle when he's in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So he had strategies, and uh, Jimmy G had strategies. And I love the way Kyle Shanahan, you know, it seemed to be learning from his mistakes. We'll see in the Super Bowl, will he keep the ball on the ground when he need to? You know what I'm saying? If he coaching, if he calling plays the way he is now, like I know a lot of Atlanta fans are like, well, this was when we played the Patriots, bro. Y'all threw the ball, tried to make a point, tried to, I don't know, blow out the Patriots, whatever it was, and you threw them right back into the game and they end up coming back. You don't want that to happen again because you definitely can do that when you're going against Mahomes and the and the Chiefs. I mean, they're, they're, they are that high-powered. They have that type of talent. And that is the reason why I, I knew that Tennessee just wouldn't have enough, you know, because, you know, Tennessee would have to put up points. They would have, like, uh, you know, some people were saying put up 40, 50, as you see, 35 at the limit. They couldn't get over that, that you know, two or three touchdown extra hump that you need. You need to put up over 30-some points to beat the Chiefs. I think the 49ers can do it, you know, uh, not just proven by what they just did by putting up 37, but also just because they have that type of team too. But the thing is, uh, in that matchup next week – well, not next week, in the, the week after next, I think, because I think we still get that week off for the Super Bowl. So, in the Super Bowl, things to watch. Kansas City explosiveness versus San Francisco's front seven. You know, will Kansas City be able to make those big plays? You know, what – you know, uh, can can the 49ers assign someone to stop Mahomes from running also? Because I love the fact that Mahomes is using his lead. All of my game players out there, the Madden curse, will that take effect in the Super Bowl? Because <laughs> right now he don't seem too cursed to me. You know, uh, so this may be the first, he may be the first guy that can be on the Madden cover in the, in the season and win a Super Bowl. Is he going to break the Madden curse to all my people who, who subscribe to that thought process? <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, the thing is about it. Oh yeah, Kansas City defense. Uh, would they make Jimmy G beat him? Beat them? Because I think they did a good job of making Tannehill have to make plays by you know, and and of course that that goes hand in hand with uh, Mahomes too. Because if Mahomes didn't put on the points and Jimmy G has to come out there and throw the ball, now you you're giving that defense some favorable situation. You get uh some of the pass rushers like Frank Clark and the crew. Uh, going towards the quarterback, and that's always a plus when you can just let let the Honey Badger and the crew do their thing uh, as a team. But I, I'm excited, man. I think it's going to be great. I think these are the two best teams all season long as far as well-rounded and this goes. Even if you want to say Baltimore had a better season than Kansas City, I can understand that, but you can't tell me anyone in, anyone in the AFC offensively scares you the way Kansas City does. That's that's my whole theory. That's the reason why I'm like, even if they didn't have the strongest season record rise, you know, do anybody really have a way to stop Patrick Mahomes? Like, no, not really. Nobody showed me that other than injury, you know. So, knock on wood, everybody. Hope for the best that everybody stay healthy. Let's get a great Super Bowl. The opposite of last year. I want the opposite of last year. That game last year was boring. You know, no offense to the Patriots or fans or Rams or fans or anybody who – you know, they could have did – everybody know. Anybody who watched, they know they could have did better. That's the reason why we had so much going on. Remember, we was – I was more – I cared more about 21 Savage last year <laughs> than I cared about the Super Bowl. That's how bad it was. So, we need uh, another exciting Super Bowl, kind of like one of my favorites with uh, Pittsburgh and Arizona from when I was growing up, or the Giants and the Patriots twice. Those were great games. Like, let's get some of these competitive – the Eagles from a few years back against the Patriots. Like, let's get some of these uh these good games, great games going for the Super Bowl. You know, you don't want to uh to end your whole season on a fourteen to seven game. <laughs>
or 10 to 7. You know, nobody want to see that. So, uh, at the end of the day, I'm hoping for a good game. Now, who do I pick to win? I'm going with uh, – it's part of me it's, – it's really tough. Like, I can't really give you an actual pick, honestly. I, I, I got to go ahead and go out on the limb because I said I would, but it's really tough, man, because you can make a great case for either team, you know. The 49ers having the defense, defense winning championships, you know, that, whole, that old saying. Uh, the Chiefs having their very, very explosive offense. You know, uh, <laughs> it's insane to me how, how that works out. Who I will be rooting for is totally different than who I think will win. So, you're going to have two different answers here. So, that's the reason why it's going to be like, they're going to be like, oh, he really didn't pick nobody. But, honestly, I did because what I'm trying to tell you is I'm rooting for Kansas City. I want Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Come on, Andy Reid deserves a championship after all these years of hard work and having pretty good teams but never really getting to, to this point. Uh, also – uh, it's just like I think it'd be nice in the second year. I mean, why not? I mean, he came in, changed the game, won MVP in his first year starting. His third year total in the NFL right now, but his second year starting, why not go in there and just win a Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes and the crew. I mean, they have that type of offense. It'll be nice to see, but at the end of the day, who do I think is going to win? I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to come through and then, and it's not because of Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, maybe the running game will have something to do with it, especially if they continue to dominate running the ball like they did last night. Uh, but I just think, again, like like it is defense, man. Whatever defense decides to show up and make big plays, and I think San Francisco have more talent on the defense side of the ball. Uh, now, they don't, now, I know they're going to be going against uh, some very great weapons. That's why I think this is going to be the best matchup for – you know, as much as I wanted to see the Packers versus the Chiefs for old time's sake, for, you know, the 100-year anniversary, you know, all of that good stuff, this game truly is going to be a great test of a very, very powerful offense, a very, very good defense, and then a great running game. And then what does Jimmy G or what does the San Francisco 49 passing game has to offer to or to add to that? Because – that can even make it even better if Jimmy G shows up. So it's like, what do we have to do? Now, if you want to go straight up, if everyone shows up and plays well on both sides of the ball for both teams, you go with the 49ers because the 49ers, in my opinion, have the better team. Their defense is better than the Chiefs, you know. So that's who I think will win. Who I'm rooting for is a totally different story. I'm rooting for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, now that I've discussed that, you know, uh, it's time to kind of start doing a little bit more with this sports show, at least as far as genres. It's, you know, the NFL season, as you can see, is winding down. So, you know, usually I go by and I do a little standings checkup, but I really don't want to want to. I really don't want to do one of those until like All Star break because that's really when it really start to take shape. Any teams that are already on a run towards All Star break or after All Star break. You know what I'm saying? Those are the teams that are, that's going to make a playoff push. You know, some teams can be close to the being eighth, ninth seeds right now, and they may not have anything to do with it by April. So you have to see what's going on, uh, and you have to kind of wait it out. So before I do another standings review like I did at the beginning of the season, I'm going to do uh, – I will wait for like a midway point in the season or just like a different time in the season. So – uh with that part out the way. But as far as uh, NBA uh, goes, MLK Day is always a big day for uh, the NBA schedule. I know for a fact tonight at 6, 
the Lakers and the Celtics will be playing. So that's always a uh, exciting rivalry game. That's always nice. Uh, you know, uh, the Sixers, no Embiid because I think Embiid is still out with his injury. Uh, we'll play against Brooklyn Nets. I think Kyrie will be there. So you want to watch Kyrie. But that's going to be like 3 o'clock today. 2 o'clock today, Toronto Raptors, Hawks. No one cares about that as much. <laughs> Detroit Pistons, Wizards, yeah, that's like 1 o'clock. But, yeah, as I said, like maybe the games you would want to focus on and maybe watch the Heat play the Kings, even though they're playing the Kings. That's on league pass. On TNT, you get the Pelicans versus the Grizzlies. And, by the way, big time, We I know everyone knows, uh, especially in the Louisiana area probably, that Zion will be returning on the 22nd. So, uh, Wednesday, I guess, of this week, he'll be, he should make his debut. So, well, I think we'll all be watching to see, you know, what that looks like. And hopefully, that that's an entertaining uh, thing. Uh, I, I think it will be a nice debut. We'll see how well he plays. We'll see what he has to offer. There's been a lot of speculation for a long time about what Zion's going to look like in the league. I can't wait to see what the outcome is. The Lakers versus the Celtics, like I said, that's going to be a nice game for tonight at 7.30 on TNT. Uh, you know, so everybody else get time off, but not them. For some reason, Golden State Warriors still have TNT games, even though I think this is a TNT OT. So I don't know if it's going to be actually on the channel tonight or not. I, I'm assuming it will be. I think all of these games will. It might be three games on TNT tonight from what I see. I think Memphis and New Orleans – the Lakers and the Celtics, and also Golden State and Portland. So, uh, if that's what's going on, uh, it'll be a nice night for some basketball. Kind of, They kind of, like, ease you back into it. Martin Luther King is kind of that date where if you're like me, you kind of start, all right, what's going on? All right, what, you know, trying to catch back up because sometimes you get lost, especially in December once NFL sees December and January once the NFL kind of ramps it up. You know, you get lost to what's going on on a weekly basis uh, in the league. But – you know, for, for the same matchups I think are still trying are still exciting us whenever the Lakers and Clippers are, are playing and Lakers Celtics is just a rivalry for a long time. So, fan long time diehard fans for, of both organizations are going to be ready to watch that no matter. I mean, they was watching when it was Robert Sacre out there. Y'all remember Robert Sacre Lakers fans? I know y'all don't want to. Yo, those are some dark Lakers days. No offense to Mr. Robert, but he was a member of those tough teams. So, Want that good? Want that? Wasn't no good days for the Lakers back in them days. So, uh, and that was a few years ago. Kobe remembers Robert Sacre, <laughs> but uh, oh Sacre might be Sacre. Sorry for butchering your name, but uh, but yeah. So other than those exciting matchups for tonight, you know, slowly but surely easing yourself back into that NBA fandom. You know, you just got you know watch a few games. Next thing you know, it's gonna be like playoff time and. Will be, you know, those those are the hypest moments of the NBA season. So we'll see. Uh, I can't wait to see what's going on. All Star break. I've been hearing a lot of new, a lot of rumors, a lot of news about, you know, some of the competitions. I can't wait for all of that type of stuff. So that's probably what these weekly sports shows will be uh, talking about from, especially from the Super Bowl on. And next week's show is going to definitely be more NBA, more MMA, more other things are just going on around sports. Maybe I'll take some requests. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I said I would mention it, and 
I didn't get a chance to watch it because, like, this is the way it works. And, and any MMA fan knows, now that I'm on to MMA, uh, MMA, if any MMA fan knows right now that it's almost insane how much money you have to pay. Now, now just think about it. You have to, uh, let's say you don't have an ESPN Plus account like me right now. Or, like, I have access to one and, uh, you know, shout out to my people who paying for that for me. <laughs> Sorry, ESPN Plus. If you investigate, you'll never figure it out anyway. But anyway, the point is, I'm not doing anything wrong. Like, I'm just doing what you're doing with your Netflix code nine times out of ten. But back to the fight. Uh, it's just like you have to pay the the monthly fee, I'm assuming. So you got to pay $9 for ESPN Plus or however much the bundle you're using is. And then you have to go buy or spend another 65 to 80 bucks or whatever on the actual pay-per-view card. And as much as I like Connor, he proved my point for why it's hard for me. Why why not just wait for the results or somebody to tweet it out or watch a fight companion on YouTube or something? Why should I watch the fight when it's 40 seconds anyway? Not that I have a problem with it. Of course, go in there. I mean, it's cage fight. I'm not telling the fighters go in there and just play fight or whatever just prolong it for me. I don't care because then I'm going to be complaining that this thing just went five rounds and I'm up at two in the morning. So either way it goes, you're probably not going to make us, you know, the happiest. And if you're fighting for your life in the cage, who you don't care what we think anyway. You're just trying to win. So, of course, go in there, Connor, knock him out. But you can't tell me anyone saw it coming. You know, like he said, he said it himself. A lot of people make the mistake of just talking about his left hand. Well, he showed them about his left high kick. And, you know, like I said, I mean, Conor McGregor is a striker. That's what he do. And I from the moment I saw that Donald Cerrone on first date said that he was going to uh, stand up with Conor McGregor and try to test himself, that is that never works. <laughs> Any fighter, if you're just if you if you're, if you're going to choose fight night to test yourself in your opponent's area of expertise, you're probably going to lose every time. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have stood up because Donald is a tough guy. He got caught. Just like every other fighter standing up, you know, uh, just like any other fighter in the, in that situation. You get caught. It happens. That's that's part of the fighting game. But, you know, like I said, when that's your strategy and you put yourself in that situation, and then Connor said, you know, he was he knew that Donald was planning to head kick him, so he knew it was some feints or some things he can set up to let Donald lean right into his leg kick. It was It was a masterpiece. It was perfect. He looked great. Like they said, a lot of people used to complain about Connor at 170. He's too big. He get gassed, all that type of stuff. He didn't give you a, I, I saw Dana's comments talking about he looked great this time. You know, I don't. I would never say anything bad about him at 170. But, well, he only fought 40 seconds of, you know, 50 seconds at the most, Dana. So, you know, you can't really tell me you know whether or not him being heavier don't get him gassed. You can't say that. You can't say you know that based on that fight. And, you, and in my opinion, the biggest reason why I want to talk about this is that Dana and a lot of people are trying to get this Habib fight back going on with Conor. And I'm just like, no, that's always going to be a matchup, a mismatch. Um, I said a matchup. Yes, it's going to be a great matchup. I agree. People are going to pay, pay to see it. People are definitely going to pay to see it. I, try, I, I mixed up pay and pie. So, like, it, it sounds like I'm talking about food, pie, but I meant, like, buy. So, I, that was bad. But anyway... <laughs> Like I'm saying, people are going to pay to see it. I get it. They're going to do that whenever McGregor's last name is on the card. Same thing with McGregor Madoff, for that matter. Whenever those names are on the card, especially against each other, people are going to pay to see it. I get it. That is the money fight to make. And you're right, Dana. I'm not going to argue with you on that part. 
But you can't sit up and tell me that him knocking out Donald in 40 seconds proves that he's ready for that title rematch. Only Conor gets that type of special treatment. Other fighters would have to fight two or three guys, you know what I'm saying, to prove that they title, they title, uh, you know, they're prepared for a title shot. You know what I'm saying? But I understand Conor, Conor McGregor has a name. He's uh, pretty much a legend already. You let UFC and everyone tell him. I'm not saying he's not because – as Saturday night proved, he is one of the most entertaining and one of the best fighters in the world, still is to this day. And him focused and training, he's always gonna be that good. I, I love Conor McGregor. Don't get that don't get it twisted. I'm just saying you can't tell me you don't notice a little bit of the company favoritism. And I guess you get that when you draw in that type of money. But the point I'm trying to make is it's still unfair and it's obvious to see that he gets an organizational favoritism. But uh, either way it go, nice and great knockout. I'm pretty sure he got a fat payday. Hopefully, Cowboy got a fat payday, too. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Cowboy next. I don't think he'll be retiring. He loves fighting. He'll be he'll pop up fighting another uh, welterweight trying to prove themselves, and who knows what'll happen. That's, that's just the type of fighter Cowboy is. As far as Conor goes, as you, as you can see, what Dana's saying, it seems like Habib is next. We'll see. I don't see that fight working out too differently, but – even uh too differently than it did the first time, but even if it does happen, don't worry. Uh, like I said, I will definitely uh get into that. And I also saw like Yoel Romero and Israel Adesanya uh have agreed to fight or sign the dotted line or whatever. March seventh, let me know. I hope everybody stays healthy. I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, talk about that. That may be one I I go ahead and shovel up to fifty some bucks. Like people like Easy and John Jones, and it's not you know it doesn't really matter. But a lot of those people they definitely like even Nate and Jorge. I definitely want to shovel up the money. It's just all about not having it at the time. But uh, honestly, like I said, I would definitely try to plan to watch some of these cards. You never know. Maybe even future fight companions one day. You never know. But uh, I'm glad I got a chance to finally talk about some MMA here. And, Mix it up. That's the beauty. That's what that's what this weekly uh sports show or just dialogue about sports. That's what this is gonna be about, you know, with no NFL season to talk about. Hell, I might even have to dust off my major league baseball knowledge. You guys are gonna hate me because I'm so out of the loop. I had just found out Big Poppy retired, you know, uh a few years ago. After like, and I know it's been probably it has been a few years since he retired, but I mean like he had already been retired like a year. <laughs> like I was to the point where they, when the Red Sox won the World Series, that a lot of people were saying they cheated to win. I'm up here looking for David Ortiz. That's how bad. That's how dusty the book of um baseball knowledge is. So I don't know. Y'all may not want that. But anyway, it's been a good. Hey, I just talked 25 minutes to you guys, and I was not planning on this. Supposed to be a nice bonus episode, just you know, wrapping up and previewing the Super Bowl and getting into that. But I, I, I actually found some stuff to talk about, you know. And once I get going, y'all know how it is. It's hard to get me to stop. As I always say, uh, as my weekly update to y'all, keep you know, always invest in your mental health. You know, uh, mental health. That didn't sound good. I said mental health. It sounded like I need to clarify some things for you guys. I don't want to sound terrible. But anyway, uh. Invest in your mental health, you know, uh, communicate with others, anyone you consider close to you, even even if they're not close to you. Talk to someone about what's going on. Enjoy Martin Luther King Day, if this is indeed a day off for you. 
If not, uh, keep pushing, but also still try to enjoy, you know, even if you're working hard today, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, just go out there and do what you have to do. Love yourself. Spread love to others. And adios.